Welcome back to our look at Psalm 31 to 35 this week. Day three, we're looking at Psalm 33. It's about the new thing that God can do in our lives. All things can be new. In Jesus, we are a new people with a new name who sing a new song. You don't have to sing the blues because Jesus Christ gives you a new song to sing. And we're going to focus on that new song in Psalm 33. Now, when I say a new song, you, you could take that literally. I mean, you could think about singing more next year, and that would be a good thing to do. Sing more in your car. Sing more worship songs in your car where no one can hear you but God. But also sing more in church. I, I, I see some people sometimes, they just don't sing in church. And it, it, I feel like they think if they start singing, everybody else is going to stop and look at them. They're not. They're not going to stop and look at you. It's a good thing to sing. In fact, God commands us to sing in church because it does something good for our soul. And remember, when you don't feel like singing, that's when you most need to sing. So a new song, you could take it literally, but there's something much deeper here. It means more than a newly written lyric to a, to a song. In a deeper way, it refers to a freshness to your praise. It's moving from been there, done that worship to right now, God's here worship. It's a different way of thinking. Sing a new song. And, and this new song is talked about throughout the Bible, but probably nowhere better than here in Psalm 33. So as we look at this psalm, I want to talk about the, uh, the three verses to this new song that you see in Psalm 33, and then end by a quick look at three notes that are in this new song that God has given us. First, the three verses in this new song. The first verse is the word of the Lord. Verses four and five. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all that he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. We, we sing the God, this song that God tells us to sing, and God tells us as we're singing it, we're singing about the faithfulness of his love. And that faithfulness, it springs from the word that God has for us. His word is right, and it is true. He's always going to keep his word. And as proof of this, David, he, he sings about creation. In verse 6, listen to what he begins to sing. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. So as you're singing this new song, you're singing to the creator of the world. When we, when we think about the word of the Lord, a lot of times we think about the Bible, and obviously the Bible is God's word. But David here returns to creation and the word of creation. When God spoke and everything came into being. And he's saying, as you sing this new song, remember the word of the Lord. Remember that when God speaks, everything comes into being. Remember the power of God to speak things into being in your life and other people's lives and sing to God with joy. You sing the first verse, the word of the Lord. But you also sing, second verse, the plans of the Lord. Listen to verses 10 and 11. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. This song reminds us that God is actually working against our selfish purposes. And he's working for his eternal purposes. 
So the question always in my life, your life is, whose purpose am I chasing right now? Selfish purposes, they're gonna inevitably fail. God's purposes, they will certainly prevail. So obviously, I wanna be chasing after God's purposes. Now, I'm a normal human being like you. <laughs> I struggle with selfishness every day. So I gotta sort out my selfishness from God's purposes. But God says, keep sorting it out, keep sifting it out, because there's nothing better than my purposes in your life. And if you focus your heart and mind on God's purposes, they will rise to the top of your heart, of your mind, and of your life. Listen to what verses 13 to 15 have to say about God working personally in each of our lives for his purposes. This is how he sifts it out. Verses 13 to 15 say, from heaven, the Lord looks down and he sees all mankind. From his dwelling place, he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything that they do. So God considers all that you do. There's not a thing that you can do that he does not know about. And God formed your heart. He knows your heart. So God who considers and knows everything about you, who formed your heart, he can obviously lead your heart into his purposes today. He has the power to do that. We sing to God as the one who directs us into his purposes. That's the heart, the new song that we have before God. And then there's a third verse. It's not just the word of the Lord and the plans of the Lord, but it is also the love of the Lord. We sing about the love of the Lord. The Bible says this in verses 18 down to verse 22. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and to keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. So what kind of love does God have for us as we sing in our hearts about his love? Well, David says it here in verse 18, and then again in verse 22. He has unfailing love on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. May your unfailing love, verse 22, be with us, Lord. So you put your hope in God's unfailing love. Why put your hope in something that could fail you? And anything else in this world, any other circumstance, any other thing, even any other person could fail you. Even if they don't intend to, we are not in control of our lives or our circumstances. But God's love, it will never fail you. So you put your hope, you sing the song of his unfailing love in your life. That's the new song to sing every day of your life. Now, I want to end by looking at three of the notes to this new song that you see throughout Psalm 33. First is the note of joy. You, you sing this song with joy. It's not only what you sing, it's how you sing it. So you sing it with this sense of joy. And what I'd like to say is you sing it on key. Now, I'm not a great singer. When I try to sing actual notes, they're often off key. But when I sing these notes, this note of joy, I want to get it on key. And to sing joy in the right way, there's a truth you need to realize. You need to realize that joy is the natural outcome of your fellowship with God. If you're going to sing it on key, it's on the right pitch. If you've ever looked at some pitch machines, there's a wave that tells you whether you're on pitch or not. And depending on how wavy the line is, it means you're off pitch. If you get the line steady and straight, you've hit the right pitch, you're on pitch. And the waving or the steadiness in your life, it depends on spending time with God. 
As you spend time with him, you will experience more joy. You fix your eyes on Christ and not on your circumstances, and you experience more joy. You fix your eyes on the Father and not on your failures, and you experience more joy. Because in his presence, there is a deep well of joy. You spend time with God, not to escape your circumstances, but to be able to live in the midst of your circumstances with joy. So you sing this new song with joy, the note of joy. Second note you sing is the note of praise. And again, we want to sing it on key. So if you're going to sing this song on key, this praise on key, it means you got to value God. You value God with your life and you praise him, then you'll praise him with your lips. You tend to praise whatever whatever you value. If you buy a new car and you really love it, you're going to praise it. You're going to tell everybody about it. If you meet a new person, you think they might be the one for you. If you're single, you're going to tell everybody about that person. You're going to give them praise because you value that person. You value that thing. Well, when you value God, guess what? You give him genuine praise. The song of the Spirit is praise, but that song is actually written in the choices of our everyday lives. What am I valuing right now? Do the choices that I make say that I truly value God? When you value God with your choices, you're going to more often praise him with your lips. So there's this note of joy and praise. And then throughout Psalm 33, there's also the note of thanks. And to sing this note on key, you need to remember that the key to a thankful heart is prayer. Talking to God is what leads to this thankful heart. Asking God, making requests of God leads to a thankful heart. Because then we see what he does based on our requests and the thanks begin to flow out of our lives. One reason many people aren't very thankful is they're not very uh, requestful. They don't ask God for very many things. When you begin to ask God and trust him, you're going to see, you're going to realize that he gives you more than you could ask in a thousand lifetimes. Not only what you asked for, but more than you could ask. And when you realize this, you can't help yourself. You, you, You have to say thanks. We've been talking about this new song about music today. J.S. Bach famously said, all music should have no other end and aim than the glory of God and the soul's refreshment. So he saw music as a vehicle to praise God. In fact, he headed all of his compositions with J.J., Jesus Juva, in Latin, which means Jesus help me. And he ended all of his compositions with S.D.G., which is soli de gratia which means to God alone be the praise. Well, that's not a bad way to begin and end anything, everything, every day, every year. You begin the day saying, Jesus, help me, and you end the day saying, no matter what happened, to God be the glory, to God alone be the praise. Let's take a moment to pray together. And as we pray, we pray to God alone be the praise. We pray back to you, Lord, those verses from verse 22. May your unfailing love rest on us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. So right now, we put our hope in you. We know hope in this world is not gonna last because this world's not gonna last. But your purposes, they stand forever. And Lord, when our hope is failing, help us to see that it's because our hope is not in you. When our dreams are in you, when our future is in you, when our hope is in you, we know that we'll stand in that place of security and strength. So out of that hope, we sing this new song of joy and of praise and of thanks today. In your name we praise, amen. Tomorrow, we're gonna get to look at what we have to celebrate.